This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. So, the press and the election. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from you. But I think this election was about people and their fear. Fear that they were never going to, not even their children, they were never going to have a better life than they have right now. Fear that the country was way off track. And that the press was not telling us the truth. I want to go over some stats on a recent survey of voters and how they feel about the press, both Democrats and Republicans. This is what the press should be talking about today. And I want to play something that Anderson Cooper said last night that I thought was very self-aware and enlightening for a member of the press. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. This is really where the press needs to focus and I believe we need to focus. It's where I'm focusing my attention. You know, we all have our own roles to play, and um, I'm trying to focus my attention on trying to reach out with an olive branch and try to bring people that may not have listened to us before uh, to, to the table to listen so we can start having a dialogue. And maybe people that I would not have listened to before, let me listen to them and and hear what they're saying, and see where we can connect. Here's some place where we can connect. This is a recent poll. It was taken on November 9th and 10th of actual voters, so people who went out and voted, and it's taken of both Republicans and Democrats, and I should say independents. Seven in 10, 69% of voters do not believe the news media is honest or truthful. 70%. 8 in 10, 78% of voters believe the news coverage of the presidential campaign was biased, with nearly 3 to 1 believing that the media was for Clinton, 59%, Trump, 21%. Even one-third, 32% of those who said they were Clinton voters, believe the media was pro-Clinton. That's astounding. So even a third of the people who are on the bandwagon says, this isn't fair. This is, I mean, they're biased. 97% of voters said that they did not let the media bias influence their vote. 
8% said they would have voted for Clinton if they believed the media was telling the truth about Donald Trump. They have no credibility. And they don't have any credibility because they become an organ, because they have become um, completely tied in to the system and they will excuse anything. You know, it, 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 they've, they've become everything that they accused um, Rush Limbaugh since 1990 of, that he's just a Republican mouthpiece. Well, that's what they have become. They have become a Democratic mouthpiece. And you can say they've always been that way, but they've unveiled themselves. They have, there's no way to keep that quiet anymore because of the internet. You can now see and do your own research, and enough people do. But here's the problem. If the press decides to become, I'm left press, I'm right press, you saw what happened. We're not listening to the other side. We don't even know what the other side is saying. We don't watch the same things. We don't even go to the grocery store and buy the same products. I don't understand that. We're all Americans. But we don't even buy the same soap you can tell just, you know, just through the scans and the metadata, you can tell at a grocery store just by looking at their grocery list. I can take your last four months of groceries and I can tell you pretty much who you voted for. What? So we are fundamentally different. We are no longer e pluribus unum. We are no longer a melting pot. And we have to be. But that comes from us recognizing first what we have done, recognizing what's happening in our own life and with our own party and the way we deal with people and the things that we have said. Otherwise, we just look like hypocrites pointing our fingers as we switch places because that's what we did in 2000. Selected, not elected. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's Darth Vader. Uh, the whole world is laughing at us because of him. Uh, we're in more danger because of him. Uh, the economy is going to collapse because of him. And then we switch places. Then we said it about their guy. And it just got worse. And they were saying the things that we said when they were saying the things that we were saying about Obama They said the things that we said when we were saying those things as they were saying those things about Bush. That's how confusing it is. I am totally diagramming that sentence later on today. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Everyone just changes. Everybody just changes. They took the words we said. We took the words they said. Teams, not principles. Teams, not principles. Teams, not principles. And I do believe that we have a chance, but we have to foster this right now. And it is going to mean that right now we give President Trump an an opportunity. I don't want him to fail. I want him to be better than Ronald Reagan. I want him to be better than Ronald Reagan. Right now, I don't know about anybody else, but I have hope. Now, 
they have despair, just like we had despair when their guy got in. Yeah, but our despair was legitimate. (laughs) (laughs) I think their despair is legitimate as well in many ways. Yeah, Um, you have to, you know, the problem is, and you made this point on CNN well last night, the problem is we are in an era where not only is the president too powerful and able to affect everybody's mood, which is not how it's supposed to be, Mm-hmm. But also, we are just so obsessed as a celebrity culture that we've elevated this position to this gigantic uh, mega celebrity that we're all so obsessed with uh, that we can't handle the results when it doesn't go our way. And, and, and I, I think that's partially because of the power. It's partially because, you know, because we went through this kind of in a weird way, I think, than most people did. In that, like, honestly, for me to be excited for an election outcome, that, that ended in May. Yeah, me too. So, I watched this as, you know, I, I was watching spectator. it as a spectator. And I didn't have a live or die feeling with the, the, the results of this general election. It was just interesting to watch to me. Um, and it, it put things, I think, in, in a little bit of better perspective. Yes. Because we were able to look without that emotion. And we still want the president to be successful. We still want the policies we want to succeed. But it is a, it's something that we, it shouldn't dominate our lives. And for so many people, we're seeing it completely on the left right now. It's legitimately the only thing we think about. I, I mean, I was I, I, on Instagram and there, I follow some restaurant in Los Angeles. I don't even know how I follow them on this. And they closed the restaurant because the chef said he was too, too sad to cook. <laughs> he was too sad to cook. <laughs> I mean, I don't. That is. Well, you, know, you can't. Did he get <laughs> fired, I hope? No, he, 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 he closed fired. the restaurant. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's crazy. The day after the election in 2012. Now, you didn't say you, you guys were here. That's right. You guys we were, were so bad that I, I said. What you will. But I we said were you were here, here but yes. I said you will bum everybody out. So maybe his here. maybe his food would have been too salty because of his tears. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that, but I understand. I understand. It shouldn't affect you that way. Correct. And I'm not saying it's never affected anyone on the right that way. It has. It, yes, it's it has. People on the left now. It did last time. Um, but it shouldn't. That, right. This is a. This is supposed to be a small part of your life. So let me play what Anderson Cooper blew up his whole show. I was supposed to be on for one segment. I think it was on for three segments last night. And he was like, "I'm just going to blow up my whole show. I I want to talk to you." This is the last segment. Listen to this. Continuing the conversation tonight with uh, with the Blazers, Glenn Beck. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about the fear that some people in America feel tonight and have felt that this this past week. I think back to when President Obama first got elected. And, you know, many certainly in the media uh, were following that story very closely. You didn't see a lot of stories on the evening news, you know, the day after President Obama was elected about half the country who were in mourning or upset or angry or fearful, uh, which we, you know, uh, the day after this election, I turned on some television show and they were interviewing a psychiatrist about what to do about the depression and the fear that you now feel. Um, so so it, I, I preface my question with that, but what, what do you say to people tonight who, you know, for whatever reason, do fear what, what will happen next? I understand. I hear you. I understand. I have felt that way before and didn't feel like anybody was listening to us and taking us seriously. You felt that and way when Obama was elected? To, yeah, not, I don't think like 
I don't think as deeply as people feel that right now, right. but yeah. Um, you know, we were called people that cleaned out in our guns, and and um, twelve, and we just we just felt like, uh oh, what what is this? Um, not only um, but now, so I, I felt that way, and then we were called names, and then we started calling names, and then it just got bad. So I hear you, I understand you, I can relate to how you feel, and part of me feels the same way. And Anderson, I read a story about. California saying they wanted to uh, secede from the Union. California and Oregon right. going around and wanting to secede. And I remember everybody was mocking Texas when, I mean, but Texas has said that since like 1840. So <laughs> it's nothing new with Texas. But um, that's what Texas has been saying. And we were mocked for that. Here's what I would really like to, to get. The balance of power of the House and the Senate, the three branches of government, executive, legislative, and Supreme Court, that's why that balance is so important. That's why people like me, the constitutionalists, have been saying, don't give the president so much power. The president should not be able to make me or you ever worried about what's going to happen in our personal life. Mm. He might be able to make us, and what is he going to do to our culture? That I understand uh, because of his bully pulpit, but he shouldn't be able to cause this much fear. The balance of power is out, and when the balance of power is right and the government is right-sized, California still can be California. It can be, in my opinion, as crazy as it wants to be, and Texas, in others' opinion, can be as crazy as it wants to be. But we're still brothers in the union, and we're allowed to be ourselves. Do, do you think... Um from what you've seen so far, I mean, it, you know, uh, it, it's there's a there was a fear early on with conservatives about Donald Trump that uh, that, you know, is, uh, more practical than ideological and that, you know, he himself talked during the campaign about, you know, I can be anybody who I want to be. I, when I'm down in Palm Beach, I can be one way in, in New York City in a business meeting. I can be in a different way. I'll be a different way in the White House. And things are in negotiation. Do, does, is that a concern of you that I mean, and there's something President Obama said that he's he's more practical than he is ideological. Do you think that's that's true of him? And does that work? Well, I would. No, I would like a practical president, but I would like to be able to have his practicality based on principles uh, and not just who I'm in the room with. Um, and that you know that we wait to see that hopefully he's a very practical man um, you know I think Selena Zito said it the best this is the best explanation of what happened last Tuesday I've ever heard it was from Selena Zito and she said the um, uh, the people like me took him literally but never seriously hmm. but his supporters took him seriously and not literally I don't know which way to take him and only time will tell when you Only time will tell. When you said Celine for a second, I thought you were going to quote Celine Dion, and then I thought, you know, Glenn. <laughs> no. <that's, laughs> no. How are you possibly going to bring no. Celine Dion? My heart will go on. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, um, I'm not. That was, uh, that was Anderson Cooper last night, and I thought that was a, I thought it was an interesting observation from him saying, look, I don't remember that, and this is the way we, I didn't feel this way in 2008. I did feel this way in 2012. Yeah, because in 2012, oh, I, we said, wow, the American people, they do know. They know. Yeah, because they, it felt like it was just a, 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 a out of nowhere celebrity event for Barack Obama in 2008. Not to mention we had no passion at all for correct. John McCain. 
Correct. Uh, you know, felt a little bit better about Romney in 2012. Well, I felt better because Romney, so Romney had- should have appealed to the Democratic, you know, uh, middle. It should have the Reagan Democrat should have come for Mitt Romney because he is, was very progressive. Right. But Romney is, is clearly more conservative than McCain is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, not that he's ideal by any right. means, but I mean, I was a little more excited about a, a Romney presidency than a McCain yes. presidency. And you just thought more than anything else, you're right. The you people. had the, you had four years of Obama to, to judge. Right. You saw what he did. He jammed these unpopular things down. We had just come off of the biggest wave election in a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, it all seemed yeah. like it was a lying and, down. And we had Benghazi, where it showed the president went to sleep, left our soldiers behind, I mean, that was terrifying to a lot of us. 12, to me, was much more terrifying than 08. 12 was, wow, we live in a different country. And that's what I think the people on the left are feeling. Because they're buying into the fact, buying into the lie, that um, uh, that everybody who voted for Donald Trump is a racist. And that he is a racist. I can say a lot of bad things and have said a lot of bad things about Donald Trump, but I don't believe he's a racist. I don't even know if if Steve Bannon is a racist. I don't know him. I do know that he has ties that he has encouraged by making Breitbart a uh, a platform for the alt-right and then described the alt-right as, you know, the, the, the chief thought leaders as these two guys who are spooky as hell. But I don't know if he's a racist or if he's just using those people. Either way, it's bad. But 99% of the people who voted for Donald Trump, that had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. We all need to take a step back and say, okay, what unites us? What brings us together? Because, as I said before, no matter who the president is, these are going to be troubled four years. We've got to find our way back to each other and back to reason and to see one another as actual people and not just the enemy. And now this, uh, if, uh, if you didn't have a great night's sleep last night, is it because of your bed? Insomnia, restless sleep, less hours of sleep. When they become the norm, uh, it's usually a sign of two things. You're getting older. Uh, or you've got a really crappy mattress, or both. If you have an uncomfortable mattress or one that traps heat and it, that makes these problems worse, get a good night's sleep. Get a great night's sleep with a Casper mattress. I have one. You can try it out for 100 nights in your home. It was invented with two high-tech foams that guarantee that you're going to sleep cool and comfortable with all the support that you need. Time Magazine said it's one of the best inventions of 2015. So try one at your home for 100 nights, risk-free. If you don't love it, they're going to refund absolutely everything. Go to Casper.com, use the promo code BECK, get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com, offer code BECK, Casper.com. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. 
The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind playing cut five, though. Um, boy, I'm, I'm just looking. There's, oh, boy. Uh, there's a BuzzFeed is uh, reporting today that Krispy Kreme uh, has been lying to us. I And they're being sued. I don't even think I want to know about this. They can keep Krispy Kreme. You can keep lying to me well, all day long. Well, it's a ridiculous lawsuit. The guy is claiming that Krispy Kreme is doing something horrifically awful because their blueberry donuts, which, by the way, are freaking delicious. I just had one the other day. Cake donuts? The cake donuts, the blueberry cake donuts, don't actually have real blueberries in them. Who thought they did? This idiot apparently thought they had real blueberries in them. Now, you bite their little tiny specks of blue that are colored. It's just a blueberry flavoring, but who cares? They're delicious. They're donuts. Yeah, and he wants all $5 million. Shut up. Because you're going to get real blueberries in your donuts? Shut up. You know if there were real blueberries in the donuts, they would be worse, and then they should be sued. I want more artificial blueberries. I demand it. (laughs) Come on, Trump. Make America great again with that. (laughs) Back in a minute. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. sitting here talking about Krispy Kreme being sued and Pat said you know they're going to throw this out I, I bet you no this way. guy gets at least 200,000 no they got to throw it out of court no way. they won't that's ridiculous. they won't I, I, I tend on this one tend to side with Pat on that because I mean they're going to this is a ridiculous Krispy Kreme put razor blades in the donuts he's got a case if they putting artificial they, flavoring in the donuts on the judges Get I have a completely different point of view now I've always been I have always been the guy you fight it and fight it and fight it it's yeah. not even your choice anymore and a lot of times nope. it's the insurance companies Krispy Kreme has an insurance company for lawsuits 
Right. It's yeah. not going to be Krispy yeah. Kreme that decides. And all that, the only thing that decides lawsuits now, actuary tables. <laughs> That's it. They just look at the tables and they're like, hmm, okay, if we keep going this way, it's going to cost us this. And if there's a judgment against it, it'll cost us this. If we settle right now, it'll cost us this. Offer him $200,000, he'll go away. You sound like you might have some experience with that. I do. Oh. And it's, it's despicable. It's it is. despicable. But and that- sometimes like Krispy Kreme, Mr. Kreme... <laughs> I like to call him I don't think that's Chris, but uh, he he may not they may not even have a choice. It may just go to the insurance company. Yeah, there's a first layer of of litigation yeah. though. Let's they, throw it your your lawyer goes and he says, Your honor, this is there's no If it's a here. frivolous lawsuit, yeah, well, we need we need penalties for frivolous lawsuits. I agree is, with how that. Do you and nuisance lawsuits. I agree how do you with determine that. I don't know. what that is? But, you're, I but I, common sense. There has to be. No, there's no common sense anymore. Say, the law up, doesn't. I, I'm really, I am Are not the one that believes. I don't necessarily believe in the justice system anymore. I mean, I just think it is so corrupted by uh, fancy lawyers and there's no common sense anymore. I just And very just unfancy don't. lawyers, by the way. I mean, we, we watched a uh, something on, uh, it was a documentary that some guy put together. Because he kept getting sued by this group of lawyers who were, I think it was a patent issue, if I remember correctly. And so he decided to try to figure out what this was because he, he had, it had nothing to do. He, like, he did something completely disconnected. Like he posted something on Facebook and this company uh, was suing, saying Facebook used some sort of technology that was his. So uh, was the company's. That's so right. they, he, like, he's like, I just posted it. What are you talking about? I just posted it on Facebook. Yeah. I have nothing to do with the way they set up their technology. I have nothing to, yeah. But this guy was going to individuals who posted things on Facebook and saying, we're suing you, we're suing you, we're suing you, we're suing you. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people got sued. And most of them wound up getting to that point where they couldn't fight it anymore. They didn't want to get a lawyer. So they paid out $1,000, $500. And they, they were getting this from all over the place to the point where this guy decided, you know, I, the only thing I can do, because it dragged, dragged on for years. Um, was to go and try to investigate this. And he made like a documentary of his story. And he went to offices all over the country that there weren't even lawyers in them. The places these were being filed from weren't even legitimate offices. They were just like set up to file frivolous lawsuits and hope people would settle with them. And there is an entire industry. I have a friend who owns a company. I have a friend who owns a company. And I'm not going to tell you any more than this because I don't want to now be on the lawsuits. Um, But he owns this company. Guy has sued him five separate times, all slightly different, five separate times, thrown out each time. He's, his company has been in court with the same guy for almost two years, off and on for like two years. He finally just said, look, I give you $200,000. Will you just sign this paper, say you'll never sue us again and just go away? Yep. And he's just going to go. And he knows mm-hmm. it's just going to go. He's going to go to another company and do the same thing. I mean, it's just obscene. It's obscene. Yeah, I mean, there, there there has to be. That is something that would be great if if, if they would actually take on. And, I, I, and I don't know what you do. I mean, I know I don't. Europe, think, I have to tell you, I don't think. I think you're going to start seeing lawsuits against the press. I think you're going to start seeing major lawsuits, which will be the worst bone chilling thing, especially it? for the. Or someone that said that they were going to open up the libel laws. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to see it. I think you're going to see it. If he does that, you you bet you'll see you, it. You'll see it. And then it'll be bone chilling. You will not get the news. No one will ever be challenged. Because then you want to talk about you know freedom of speech. 
there it just it just won't it will it not won't exist be there. If you it do that. will not exist it will not exist and yeah, and i think the crowds will cheer if it was barack obama that did it the crowds would cheer How if about it the was little darlings who want their safe spaces of course they're yeah, going they're to cheer they're, they're going to cheer. cheer they won't cheer now but if it was a democratic president if it if it would happen in 2020 and and uh, you know uh, uh, you know whoever i don't even know who they have al gore <laughs> is president in 2020 uh, and he passed it those people would cheer right. if if Tom, if uh, donald trump passed it they will not cheer this is why you have a thing called a constitution. I know. Uh, which is supposed to set guidelines that it doesn't matter if one side is pissed off or not. Those things don't happen. Well, and look how the is supposed to be blind. Yeah. Look how the First Amendment is under siege right now. It the is. religious freedom is under siege. The freedom of speech is under siege. I freedom mean, of assembly. Freedom, of freedom assembly. to, to a, a petition your president, uh, petition your government. Uh, that's under siege. I mean, the only thing that's not under siege in the first ten is probably quartering soldiers in our homes, and maybe that's coming too. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I would. Th- I might think, be moving in sometime well, soon. I think, quite honestly, the NSA eavesdropping is quartering soldiers in my home. I have people. You got NSA I have people. I have the NSA in my home. It's a pretty good case. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think it's a violation of the Third Amendment. Uh, and the fourth, and possibly the fifth. I mean, I, I, they're in my home. They're in your. They're in everybody's home. It definitely seems like the people that uh, Trump is is looking at to a point are going to be more on the Rubio side than the Rand Paul side on that issue. Yes. Um. And uh, so, I mean, I, I would, I would assume that sort of thing is going to get fired up again. Uh, you know, I mean, some of it, it has be. been. It's not down. good. We don't want this for any side. We don't want this. For any president to be able to have that much power and that much information in anyone's home. We said it over and over during the Obama administration. Eventually, there's going to be somebody in the White House that you don't like. Don't like and you won't want to have this power. Nobody listens. You go get those from, you know, 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 and the year 2016. Yeah. I mean, because I know we said that for the last eight years. Don't do this. You don't want this kind of power. Now, there's something else. Do you want to play? Megan Kelly was on this morning, um, and she was on hour one. If you missed it, go back and uh, listen to the podcast. It was really quite fascinating. It really I was. I hope she comes back after this tour because she is really um, quite amazing um, and and handled herself really well. What she talked about, what happened to her in the seventh grade, which is in her new book, um, pretty powerful. And, and heartbreaking. And heartbreaking, really heartbreaking. Um, she, you know, in many ways was prepared for this last year, I mean, beginning of the seventh say grade. It's hard to, to feel sorry for a, a beautiful, accomplished woman who's making $20 million a year, but that wasn't the case <laughs> Not when she was grade. 12 years old. Right. Wasn't the case you really know? when she was, when we first met her at Fox. Right. I mean, she was, that's not who she was. Um, but she is, she's under fire right now uh, for uh, speaking about Roger Ailes. And what appears to be the truth about Roger Ailes um, and some pretty overwhelming evidence. And here she is on that. I wasn't sure what the truth was about Roger. uh, You knew what he did to you. Exactly. And that's one of the bizarre things about the story is that I knew my own experience. But he and I had gone on to have nine years of a healthy working relationship. And so in my mind, I had attributed it to 
he was interested in me. He was having a marital, marital difficulty, perhaps he was just interested in having an extramarital affair. And I didn't know. And he was know. explicit about that? As explicit as you could be. I mean, it was very on the nose. And then it culminated in a physical attempt to be with me, which I rejected in his office. And then I contacted a lawyer. He tried to kiss me three times. Uh, so I rejected that. And when I rejected that, he asked me when my contract was up. Uh, as soon as I left mm. his office, I called a lawyer. And I did bring the matter to a supervisor at Fox News. Years ago. Years ago when it happened to me. And that person vouched for Roger's character, assured me that he was a good man, that he was likely just smitten, and that I should try to avoid him, As which you know. is what I did. Wow. That's totally, and that's totally reasonable. Anybody yeah. who said, why did she come out now? Well, there's, there's her answer. Yeah. And I think that's totally reasonable. Is that what... You know, Gretchen was told. Is that what Andrea Tanteros was told? I don't know. Was every woman who went to a Fox supervisor and said that, were they all told the same thing? Don't know. Pretty amazing. He never hit on, he never hit on me, so I don't know. You're kidding. No, no. Wow. Uh-uh. Huh. No, a, as sexy as have, I am. You don't have to be embarrassed anymore. You can tell us. <laughs> no, he really, he, it was strange. I'm like, I'd walk into his office. I'd be like, Roger, take a look at this. And, and he still nothing. No, and uh, he would pretend to throw up a little in his mouth, and uh, wow. so mm. wow. I don't know what it is. Because I mean, I look at Megyn Kelly, and I'm like, and look at me, right? right? I think right? Most of America does that, right? <laughs> right? That's right. what I'm thinking. Everybody in America does that, right? 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 No, no, I not don't a, think so. No, not at all. Okay, right. um, I want to talk to you about a, a game that is out. Big Thanksgiving game that you could play. What is Thanksgiving going to be like at your... You have relatives coming in? Anybody have relatives coming in? Oh, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Fun. We're to it. Oh, We're man. actually leaving mm. town. <laughs> are you not going to any relative's house? We are, we are we're finding a secure location where no one knows where we are, and uh, it's just going to be... I'm even thinking about leaving the kids at home. <laughs> but uh, I know it'll make, it makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. For those who are going uh, or having family come over and you're spending mm, just fun, fun, quality fun times, times, uncomfortable political talk. Let's <laughs> just say that. Can you imagine what dinner table is going to be like for so many people this year? Mm. Fun. How many people are dreading? How many people are like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, here's the thing. Play the game. Say anything. It's a way for everybody to disconnect uh, and laugh together. You get to know each other more. It's a fun game. It's not a stupid board game. It doesn't go on and on and on and on for hours. Uh, It's Say Anything. Now, it's on sale at Target for $10 this week. That's the best price you'll find anywhere. What? It's a good price for that. Yeah, it's the best price you'll find. Have fun with your family. Don't argue with your family. This holiday, get Say Anything. It's on sale this week at Target, 50% off. It's a good price? Good price for that. Yeah, thank you. That's $10, 50% off, only at Target. The name of the game is Say Anything. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
So Twitter has just uh, made some pretty massive changes to their rules and restrictions. Yeah, I mean, and they've been talking for a long time about trying to take certain uh, activities like trolls and such off of their platform. I hadn't really done much. Uh, they took some action here and apparently have taken off some pretty big figures. For example, one of the guys we've talked about on the alt-right, Richard Spencer, who's, you know, Breitbart called the center of alt-right thought. Um, they took him off of Twitter, at least suspended him for the time being, um, which I'm sure that's going to make the, you know, the alt-right incredibly happy. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to take it really well. I mean, it's Twitter's platform. They're obviously a private company. Can yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the only um, thing. But, it's a private platform. So as a private platform, you have the right to do that. But it's not, I mean, I am a, I mean, I can't believe, I'm not standing up for these guys. But I am for more speech, not less speech. Yeah, and there's probably a line somewhere with abusiveness. I don't yes, know that I've yes. seen, and I, I will say I don't know, you know. I don't follow him. I don't follow More him. speech, not less no. speech is, is definitely a governmental yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Twitter but I, for instance, that, but I would still like them to. For instance, yeah. do you know anyone, anyone, who is this split, diametrically opposed to themselves, as we are? I, I during the uh, the uh, election in the primaries, I was very clear of where I stood. Tommy Laren, she was on Trump TV. Mm-hmm. She was doing things with Donald Trump. She's on my platform. Yeah, I'm Sheriff Clark. I mean, spoke at right. the convention right. on behalf right. of Donald Trump. And, and I pay those guys. So I believe in more voices and not less. I believe in let everybody say their piece and let the free market work it out. Let people decide. We have to be able to have other points of view coming our way and anybody who tries to limit that i it, it bothers me it really bothers me yeah and, and i suppose there's some level of um uh, and they've had this in the in their plans for a long time some level of abuse that they yeah, and if there's abuse then that's you know again that's different tw- you know whether tweets are really abuse i mean i know at times oh i think so it can be i guess i um, think they so. can cross that line although well, there's you know, i mean there are times when i believe people have abused facebook postings and i've had oh enough. they've been and i've said yeah, no i've you're nothing but an abuser. Bye-bye. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, the, you could say bad things about me and I don't block you. Yeah. You are a serial abuser. Yeah. I, I just, like, and you're okay. just there to cause trouble and say horrible, ugly things. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, I've never blocked anyone. I'm sure that. I have. You know, and oh, many, most people, I would say most people who use Twitter, especially in a public way, have blocked people. I just don't, I honestly don't even know how to do it. Uh, beyond that, Easy I think like that's a different mechanism, right? If you have, if you're right. being abused and you feel like I don't want to hear from this person, you can mute them or block them. That has been there the whole time. Twitter is now taking action on their behalf to say yeah. this person is a, a, a serial abuser or racist or whatever. We want them off the platform. Mm-hmm. That's a different step um, and a, probably a major one. In, in some, in, it's a in, major one. With Twitter has been a, a pretty free speech venue, generally speaking. Um, and so that's going to be careful. It's a questionable, it's an ugly speech venue, too. You know, it is really. Ugly. It is. I stopped using Twitter for Nothing a long time because it was I, so nasty. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not on it. That's why I like Don't. it. That's why, you, that's why I like it. <laughs> At Jeffy MRA. <laughs> all your abuse, all your Peppy the, the Frog pictures. <laughs> Jeffy, right he loves them. All right. Um, we'll see you tonight in the vault. A look at history and heroes tonight. The vault five o'clock only on the blaze. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Mercury.